in these unique times, Augusta Ollie can make a difference. Please buy our custom merch today at Augusta Ollie's store on bonfire.com. You could you could buy our merch with a with, with a 20% off with the code Augusta Big Sale. So come on to Augusta Ollie store at Bonfire to get our merch. And it's 20% off. So hurry up and go get it down. Hey, hello. What's up, man? So, all right. Okay, welcome to Augusta Elite's Cast of the Castle and AW All Out Review. Let's start with Clash of the Castle. All right. So, uh, you want me to go through the matches? Uh, all right. So, this uh, pay per view, obviously, it's a six match pay per view, and it started off with. Uh, uh, remind me, okay, yes, it was a six uh, woman tag team match between Ayo Sky, Dakota Kai, and Bailey versus Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka. Uh, the winners, uh, the heels, uh, the new team, Bailey, Ayo Sky, and Dakota Kai got the victory here. Uh, what do you think about this match? What I think about is that. Yes, Bailey did got the win for her team, and and I think it was pretty good. You know, the matchup was pretty good. Two, three, three, two women stables, Bailey stable versus basically Asuka, Bliss, and oh yeah, Asuka. It was Asuka, Bliss. Oh yeah, Bianca Belair. It was a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a good uh, match uh, to open up the, the show. Obviously, um, the crowd was very much into it, especially Bailey. Um, and, you know, Bailey did all of her, what was in her power to, to try to uh, shut them up. And, like, because she's the heel, obviously, she, she doesn't want them to be uh, cheering her, but rather cheering, uh, you know, someone like Bianca Belair or Asuka or someone like that. Uh, I like the some sequences that, that you know, especially Oscar and Neo Skies' sequences. Bianca Belair is always a great worker. Alexa Bliss could use some work for me. I don't think she work really works for me, but uh, and uh, and in, in general, this was a good opener match and good way to kind of warm up the crowd. But like the crowd was really into it since the beginning, so there's not really warming up to do. And you know, the right decision was made here, where to put over. Uh, you know, Bailey's, you know, faction uh, with Yosuke and Dakota Kai. Um, hopefully this, you know, kind of leads to something like a Sasha Banks Naomi. I don't know if that's uh, confirmed or not. I don't know if that's the direction they're going to go to or if they're going to go after the tag team belts uh, who Raquel Rodriguez and Alija have. But uh, other than that, I mean, this, this, this was... They served its purpose like a lot of the matches do, but uh, 
it was good too. A good start to this pay per view or a premium yeah. live event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, premium live event. All right, we got Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Champion. All right, well, Gunther defeated Sheamus with a with a Laria for the win. What's your thoughts on this match? This was an incredible match. It's a match that you wouldn't have seen uh, in the Vincent Man era of WWE. Uh, obviously, Gunther is the one of the most talented professional wrestlers in the world right now. Um, bar like, no matter what company you're a part of, and Gunther showed that out to Sheamus, and Sheamus, he got to elevate in this match. This match was great. Um, a lot of chops, a lot of brutality, you know, if if the BCC, uh, you know, existed in in day, Gunther and Sheamus would be part of this because they just went at it 100%. Dave Meltzer, I think, said that this was one of the best matches in day history, you know, and that's a, a lot of praise because there's been a, a lot of great matches in day, especially, I mean, this Surely this is one of the greatest matches in, in WWE in the past 20 years, you know, and, and him saying history, I mean, that's that's a, that's a big, that's a big, you know, that's a big statement. So I think uh, this match was, I would have to say the main event was my favorite match of the night, but this one was a very much of a, I was really into this match and like this solidified my, 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 you know, my, I guess, my fandom for Dede. I, I think I'm more of a Dede fan now because, holy shit, this is my type of wrestling, you know? And there was six matches of just my type of wrestling, you know? And, you know, that doesn't get better than that. So, yeah, Gunther, Sheamus, I really loved it. I really loved this match. And, you know, Gunther got the win. Sheamus lost uh, in front of his, you know, his home, I guess, continent crowd. Because technically, I mean, he's not from Wales. He's not from Cardiff. He's from Ireland, but, you know, he lost. But that's fine because they he had a fucking banger, you know? So, yeah. Um, what about you? What, what do you think about it? It, it? What I think about it was like a great, strong matchup. Like, it was, Gunther's still a champion, but I but I think the match was, like, it was pretty good. It, it hit hard with Gunther. And so, Seamus finally getting back to his feet. And basically, so it, after the match, the crowd rise to feed the share for Sheamus. Even Sheamus did lost. You saw Sheamus had the tears in his eye. It was a great moment for Sheamus. He's a veteran and dirty. He's still getting these moments he should, that that he deserves. This dude has done a lot for the business and he deserves these moments. Yes, he's correct. So should we uh go to the next one? Yes. All right. Okay. Lynn, Lynn Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. So apparently, Liv Morgan managed to find a way when Liv put Shane in a submission where it hurts Shane's arm. Then Liv wins with an awkward code breaker and an oblivion. So Liv Morgan wins. What's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, so I I also want to say that based on my predictions, my predictions were 100% except for the Seth Rollins Riddle match. We're going to see what the result is. But I predicted everything correctly, including this match, and that's uh, this uh, Liv Morgan winning. Um, I thought this match was a well-worked match. I've seen a lot of people say this was the best Liv Morgan match, and 
uh, that they've seen like in her title reign, and maybe I would agree with that. Um, Liv Morgan, I think now being more free, kind of isn't really comfortable yet, but uh, you know, doing a little bit of necessary and things like that. But I think she's still a great seller when it comes to selling and being that you know baby face in 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 need, you know, a baby face uh, in need to kind of like hook up or whatever. She's she's the perfect girl for that. I think she has a huge future in their day uh, as that, you know, character. But, uh, yeah, at the end of it, um, the Oblivion ended up um, beating Shayna Baszler. And now you could say that Liv Morgan has been around the Rousey twice. And beating Shayna Baszler, so that kind of adds to her credibility as champion and credibility as a c- competitor when she goes against other people. You know, that, to the caliber of Shayna Baszler and and Ronda Rousey. Now you could start off uh, Shayna Baszler, you know, redemption story where maybe she goes for Ronda Rousey or maybe she does something else. But uh, you know, legitimize Shayna Baszler starting off from this point. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. Okay, it was a good matchup. The match ended where where Chris Scott's crotch on the ringside barricade. Edge executes 29 of Balor. Spears Priest off the apron to the floor. Dominic runs to the ring to distract the official. Rey can hit a stop buck. Coop the grease on Edge. Then Ripley attacked Dom. Rey leaps onto Ripley, taking her out. Dom. Trips up Baylor, Baller, and Ray hits six one nine edge spear for the win. Like, like as everyone celebrated, like after the match, like Dom like hauls out and kicks Edge into his balls. Ray tried to talk some sense to his son Dominic. Then he then Dominic clotheslines Ray to the cabinets as as the judgment they laugh. Like they the crowd was booing at Dominic, and then we saw Ray Marvin Y in the ring. Dominic takes a walk, leaving Edge and Ray behind. He rips off Mysterio's shirt. He's waiting to throw in the crowd. Edge gets to the feet, and Ray apologizes for his son. Edge hugs Ray. So, what's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I thought this match was, uh, you know, a fun match, or a fun match for when it lasted, you know. Um, you know, obviously, Edge was, you know, came out with the mask, so kind of more of a lucha-style match, Um and uh, in terms of the uh, and Rey Mysterio and Edge's corner list, but yeah, this was a match for the post angle, and you know this is fan service at its at its peak. You know, as in obviously they doesn't really do fan service or it doesn't have a history of doing fan service, and this was an example of that. You know, uh, people have been clamoring for Dominic Mysterio to 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 turn on on his father for a while now, and it finally happened now, and. You know, it seems like, you know, this is going to be a big thing because, I mean, I thought Dominic Mysterio felt believable as a heel. People fucking hated him up. Holy shit, bro. The, the reactions were kind of wild when he turned on Dream Mysterio and Edge. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what happens here. Maybe this leads to a, I've, I've been saying a mask versus uh, hair career match. Or whatever you know, like uh, put uh, Ray Mysterio's career on the line and also his mask, and and then Dominic Mysterio's hair. I think that'd be pretty cool. But uh, whatever they do, I'm sure it's gonna be good because now it's in the hands of Triple H. So I think, uh, yeah, I really like the, this post angle. Yep. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
So, okay, we got the next match. Hello? Yes, yes, I'm here. All right. So this Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. This was a great pass paced matchup. There were some moments with Rollins say, you are looted. That's why your wife left you. These people know it. Your kids know it. Shout Rollins, Seth Rollins shouts. Then Rollins get Riddle our Rain Orange Drake DT while Crowd sings his theme. Then Riddle blocks Rollins, tapped the RKL, just kicks the crap out of him. He smashed Rollins' head over and over into the announce table. He swings at Rollins with sweet chair. Misses Rollins stomped him once as Riddle rolls back into the ring and, stomp, and stomps him again for the second round for the win. The crowd applauds Rollins' victory. So Seth Rollins defeated Matt Riddle. So w- what's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, so my thoughts are like, uh, uh, I really enjoyed this match. This is something that uh, that people were excited for. You know, they've been brawling for weeks now, and you know, the heat has been ramping up, and you know, and they delivered. Um, Seth Rollins and Riddle are great competitors. I think Seth Rollins really got a run from Cody Rhodes. You know, maybe the, Seth Rollins has always been a great professional wrestler, but people were, I guess, kind of turned the blind eye to that fact until Cody Rhodes came in and had those series of matches with him. And now, you know, that kind of that kind of good sentiment that Cody Rhodes brings kind of rubbed on Seth Rollins, and he's a great wrestler now. And people are seeing that. And Riddle is a great wrestler too. He's on the up. He's on the up and. And Seth Rollins beat Riddle. This is the only match that I didn't predict. You know, I thought Riddle was going to win, but this leads me to believe that there's probably going to be um, more matches. This probably this feud is probably going to continue, and I will have no problem with that. This has been a great feud, and maybe you could have a feud with uh, with a stipulation at, at Extreme Rules, which is a perfect place to have a stipulation match. Yeah. So all right, hit the main hey, event, can, huh? Hey, can we uh can we uh stop for a little bit? I'm uh, I'm gonna do something real quick, and then we go for a main event. Okay. All right, uh, I'll be back in a bit. Right. All right. All right. Well, while we wait, we'll like um, we'll relax for a bit. Um, I'm gonna have something called the Greater Number. Hmm. 
Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's go to the main event. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for the Undisputed Universal Championship. The match ended when Drew McIntyre hit the... hit the. It was actually the Claymore. It was about to be one, two, three, four. Sakura, Sika was the difference maker. Like, he interfered and caused Drew McIntyre the match. Leader Roman hit the spear to retain WWE... Undisputed Universal Championship. So, what's your thoughts on that match? I thought this was one of the best uh, matches I've seen in D.D. Uh, this was just my type of match. You know, uh, maybe uh, it's my bias towards, you know, the style that kind of Cody Rose kind of presents. I'm not saying this is Cody Rose's style. I'm saying this is a D.D. style, like a D.D. main event style wrestling matches. And, you know... A lot of near falls, you know, two stars, over stars as well, you know, Roman Reigns, you know, the over heel, over as fuck, you know, this guy that's been champion for two years, Drew McIntyre, the hometown hero, you know, obviously it's not his hometown, again, it's, it's Cardiff, Wales, and he's from Scotland, Irish Scotland, but, um, you know, they built this so well where, you know, the location is a very important factor here in this match, and then, you know, a lot of near falls, uh, you know, smokes and mirrors around the ring happening. You know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things happening. You know, Austin Theory coming out and trying to, you know, cash some the money in the bank, but getting fucking clobbered up by fucking Tyson Fury, which is an English, you know, English boxer. So it makes sense for him to clobber or to, you know, punch him in the face uh, to, to, to kind of like, prevent him from cashing in the money the bank because he as a also United Kingdom person, you know, wants Drew McIntyre to win and he knows that if Austin Theory cashes in that money the bank, there's no way that Drew McIntyre would win, you know, so that that made sense there. I just really like the, you know, anything could happen in this match and anything did happen in that match. A lot of near falls that could have been near falls and very comfortably be the ending of that match, but holy shit, this was a great match. And at the end, you know, Drew McIntyre had him beat, but Solo Sikoa, yeah, as you said, um, came out and and helped him, uh, helped bring the referee out of, of out of the ring and stopping the count. You know, and then a spear and uh, you know, a spear did it for it. So I I really loved this match. I thought this was a great match, great reactions, great everything. And you know, it concluded what to me is one of the best pay per views I've ever seen. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's go to AW All Out review now. All right, before before we start the All Out uh, review, I also want to point out that I was at the All Out. I was physically at Chicago in uh in the Now Arena, so. 
I guess my my you know views will be kind of different to yours as because you probably watched it on pay per view, right? Yeah, yeah, I did watch it. So so I I watched it on live, so I was there to feel like what was going on and and things like that. So 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 just wanted to point that out before we started with this. All right, all right. Let's talk about zero hour. It was Tay Melo, Sai Guevara versus Ruby Soto Ortiz. They were challengers. So they managed it. So apparently, AJ got involved, and they managed to help. She managed to help Tay and Sammy get the win to retain for them the to retain the AAA Mixed World Tag Team Championship. What's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, this match was straight up a match just to warm the crowd up to see what the fuck this crowd is gonna be. And, you know, that really, I mean, this is the third match in two weeks that they've had this match, you know. Um, it wasn't anything special, you know. Um, we knew that Sami Guevara and Taik Melo was, were going to get the win. And they did. Uh, the the crowd was, you know, still kind of getting used to it. That's what I mean when they were trying to, like, test the crowd to see what, the, what they were about. And, you know. They were, they were interested in this match. Obviously, they wanted to get into this match, but, you know, the intrigue only goes so far when, you know, it's not really built that much. So, yeah, it was a good match, good victory for Sami Guevara and Taimelo. I think they're heels as, you know, heels, you know, like they're really good heels and, and you know, people hate them. So, so this was a good match. Yeah, okay. All right, next match, Cool and Hello, Angelo, Angelo versus Hook for the FTW Championship match. Like, Hook locks in the choke, Parker and me taps out. Hook wins a sole FTW Championship after a match. Men attack Hook behind. Action Bros comes out of the crowd, make the save. Cool head, Danny May retreat to the back. So, what's your thoughts on this whole match? I got one question about this match. So yeah, they in the live crowd they they announced uh, Action Branson was there, um, you know, and then we saw Hook, you know, kind of give a shake to handshake to Action Branson as well. So obviously, they know each other. But I have a question: Who is Action Branson? I don't know who he is. He's like a is a musician, like he's like a rap musician that did, did Hook's theme. Okay, okay, so. Um, didn't he do some wrestling in, in this attack? Didn't he attack someone? He very much struck. He made much attack, attack Menard and Coolhand Angelo, and sent them straight to the back, like or straight to the back or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I was kind of confused because I thought this dude was another wrestler or something. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was just me not knowing who Action Bronson was, but uh, I was kind of confused there. But other than that, this match was kind of a prolonged, you know, prolonged squash match. Obviously, Angelo Parker isn't a tag team competitor, or isn't a singles competitor, and he is a tag team competitor. So, you know, he was going to lose this match pretty decisively. And it looks like uh, uh, the other guy, What's his name? From 2.0 is probably going to get a chance at the FTW Championship as well. But, yeah, um, that's what I believe. Hook got the win, and he should have gotten the win, and that's good. All right. 
Okay, we got Kiss Sabin versus Pack, the All Atlantic Championship match. Sabin catches Pack with a straight kick to the face, pounds him to the corner. Pack with a body slam, gets caught in turn, climbs turnbuckle. Sabin kicks Pack off the apron. Kips has a springboard moves off the top rope. Pack is a brain buster on the floor. Back of the head in the back of the ring. Kip is laid low by forearm strikes. Kevin Sabian with a knee strike. Hit a drown suplex. Kip hits a DDT out of the corner. Single shots off the ropes into a brain buster. Pock kicks out of two. Pock slams Sabian to the mat. He goes up and hits the black arrow and gets the pin. The winner is still the all the champion. Pack after the match. Siobhan got a word of Pack on a successful title defense. Yes, he barely got the word out when he cut up on his castings. Pack flat tells him no. He calls him a joke, tells him to get to the back of the line, walks out on the ring. Kip is arguing in the box who was wearing his head in the last few months. So what's your thoughts on this match? Um this was the Chills match with Jay Lethal, right? No, I'm talking about it's basically Kiss Sabian versus Pac. But oh, Kip Sabian. my bad, my bad. I was kinda of zoning out, my bad. Kip Sabian and Pac. Um No, um Kip Sabian has charisma, I guess. Um, Pac was trying to, you know, trying to put him over in defeat, you know. But uh, the crowd was just not, uh, you know, into this match at all. So there, as a matter of fact, even at the end of the match, it, it was kind of silent. Um, I don't see how Kip Sabian is going to be a successful person in AW. Unless he changes something up in his wrestling. But, uh, yeah, the right decision was made. But Kip Sabian is not a promising person in the wrestling. So, there you go. All right. All right. Here comes the, the four final matches of their hour. Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii. The two trades has Kingston. Eddie chest is bright red. Kingston fires back with two handed chop. To a history chop, so that's Eddie to the man. Kingston on a suplex. Yeah, falls for a suplex. She has a suplex, goes for a pin. Eddie kicks out. He to the back, fire Eddie up. Two trailer slots in the middle of the ring. Kingston slowly gives out with a move. Kingston is faking the exploder and a backdrop. Ishii with Lariat. The two Simon Shane Lariat. Both men are in the mat. Ishii runs the Lariat. Kingston comes with the two. Ishii boxes the back fist, hitting the guarantee. Alright. Ishii with Lariat. Always going to two count. Kingston with a Northern Light bomb and covers to get the win. Eddie Kingston wins. It was after the match. Eddie shows respect to Ishii. So, what's your thoughts on this match? So, yeah, this Eddie Kingston Tomohiro Ishii match was an uh, anticipated match by the fans. It was got a lot of reactions. People were awake for this match, you know. Um, I This wasn't my type of match. This was literally slapping each other until someone can't sell, like, can't not sell anymore, which for me isn't isn't wrestling. But, you know, these guys, that, that's what they've made a living on, and I can't kind of criticize that, and they were getting reactions. So that I guess some people would tell you that was that's what's important to get reactions. But uh, nonetheless, Eddie Kingston got the victory, and I thought this was going to be the case, and it was. And um, people really liked this. People had this as one of their matches of the night. Mine was not this one. Uh, so yeah, um, 
I, it wasn't for me, but I could see why people like. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the scene ladder match for the start of the show. All out. All right, so the, the match ended well, when everyone and Black Ski Masters came out and attacked everyone. Then the Joker came, walked out, another masked man walked to the ring. Hathaway hands the chip, ending the match. The Joker teased removing the mask, but his finger of the crowd walked to the back. So, what's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, so this match was really just a match for the you know, the Joker, I, I don't remember how the crowd reactions were, but uh, I do remember that uh, how what I was feeling, and I was feeling that I didn't really care about the match until the Joker was coming up because that's what uh, I really cared about that match for. It ended up being some schmozzy type of finish where, like, a whole bunch of people in black suits and black masks came up and and you know um events I mean basically one of them climbed up the ladder and got the chip you know revealed himself to be Malcolm Bivens or Stokely Hathaway and then okay then okay took the chip whatever it's him so I guess he's the Joker. Now that was what I was thinking. Uh, maybe he's the Joker. It's Malcolm Davis and Stokely Hathaway. But no, they still had to count down to the Joker. So they were coming out six, five, four, three, two, one, and and they then okay. Now this is the Joker is coming out. But somebody already took away the fucking the the chip. So what happens with that Joker? You know. So okay, the, the sound goes out and it's some dude with a freaking devil's mask or whatever the fuck that was. And, and, you know, he comes out, it's, mystery, it's mysterious, you know, where there's some interest, some curiosity of who this person is, you know, because obviously there's someone below that person, unless it's just a demon dude, and he goes onto the ring, goes to Stokely Hathaway, and, and Stokely Hathaway gives him the chip, which for me makes no sense, because, I mean, I mean, it, uh, well, this is what I told my, my brother, I, I went with my brother, and this is what I told him, if people... We're mad at the fact that Brock Lesnar won the, the money in the bank that one year without being part of the match. Then why are people mad that Stokely Hathaway essentially won this match for the Joker without being part of the match? That makes no sense. For me, it doesn't make no sense. I haven't been seeing anybody mad at it because at the end of the day, it did end up being the MGF. You know, so people didn't really care about it after that. But... For me, that just does, makes no sense. It shouldn't be excused. I mean, it's it's something that was highly, highly debated when it was done in WWE, and now it's it being done in AEW. And I guess it get just gets a pass because it's an AEW. It just for me, it just wasn't good at all. Yeah, pretty much. All right, the quarter with Henry Page versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega for the Trios Championship Tournament Finals. This was a great matchup. There were like it was the Bucks, Omega, Dark Order, and Hangman. The match ended when when let's see. Okay. Silver eats the Chief V trigger, but counts the one angel to roll up. Mega kicks out. Page goes for another buckshot, but inadvertently hits silver. Nick grabs Page so he can't break out the pay by Mega. Kenny gets a three crown and the win. Mega and the Bucks are now the new trios tag team champions. What's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, so I okay. Uh, I gotta preface this by saying that 
I was that allowed this last night, and I was also a revolution this last night. And I can tell you this: I know basically the revolution tag team match between the Young Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, like if it were like, you know, I I know it, you know. And this, you know, it being the second match on the card, it being you know this dramatic type bullshit match. I really think that uh, they were trying really hard for that this trios match to be that type of uh, match, and just didn't hit because one they were trying to so hard to replicate these things they they did before, and they worked before, but they're doing it a second time. And obviously, it's not gonna work a second time because they already did it for the first time. So people already know what you're doing, you know. It, it doesn't work. You gotta come up with this new shit, you know. And they didn't. Um, for me, this, I mean, I wasn't excited. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you this right now. I wasn't excited until the main event. This whole pay-per-view was nothing until the main event and maybe just a little bit in the tag team championship match. But here in this trios match, I mean, I was expecting a great match. There was a, you know, it was a decent match. I was following along or whatever, but I don't think um, uh, it was you know, what it could have been or what I was imagining it to be. And, uh, you know, the elite one, I thought the Dark Order was going to win. That's fine. Anybody could win these matches. This is a sport in the end of the days. And, you know, seed 16 can always beat seed one, you know, and it has happened before. So I'm not going to complain about that. But I do complain about the fact that um, sometimes just – Professional wrestling isn't treated like professional wrestling. This one was not it because you can't, I mean, just things magically appear the same way in the same situation and, and, and I guess the same people um, just magically. I don't see I don't see that happening in the actual real sports. For me, yeah, okay, it was great. It's a great moment the first time and, you know, it's out of circumstance that it happens that first time, but after it happens the second time, and the third time, the exact same way, in the exact same place, in the exact same uh, format, and in the exact with the exact same people involved, it just makes it seem fake. And for me, I don't know. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and uh, I like Hangman Adam Page, but he's starting to get to that level as well. And um, I don't, I don't like that. So that's my thoughts about this match, and maybe a little bit more. So there you go. All right. Now we got Athena versus Shay Cargill for the TBS championship. Like Jay Cargill defeated defeated Athena with like kicked she kicked Athena in the face for efforts and Cargill hit Jaded covers to get the win. So what's your thoughts on this match? I was very surprised that this was went as fast as it did. I thought that there you know he was gonna um make Athena more legit as in like try to make her more legit. But you know, I I predicted Jade Cargo to win because I didn't think Athena was that girl to beat Jade Cargo since the beginning. And I guess they didn't think so either because they basically dubbed her out. I mean this was I mean this was a really quick match. I don't um so yeah so Jade Cargo beat her in a quick fashion base basically basically it was a quick fashion. Um and Athena would have to go somewhere where she would have to, uh, you know, beat someone and be more credible. And she couldn't do that against Jade Cargo because she's not there yet. But 
Um, I just also want to say that it's very fitting that Jade Cargill came out as a green monster in She-Hulk because she's green as fuck still. Uh, And I don't know why she is a champion right now. Obviously, I think she's a star. She looks like a star. She looks like a star, but she ain't no wrestling star. You know, and and she needs to wait a few years, in my opinion, uh, a few years in order for that to happen, uh, for her to become a wrestling star because it just doesn't happen overnight. I mean, wrestling might be fake in terms of it being a determined, you know, determined wrestling, determined uh, results, but uh, it ain't fake when, when you're trying to do it, you know, so that's what I think about this match. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Now we got, all right. Alex, my fast trapped down CM Punk earlier the day. One notice he is 100%. Punk sounds that Moxley is just fighting. He's fighting all Chicago. And then we got the Jay Lethal, Marcy Machigans versus, versus Wardle and TR. So the match is won when Wardle hit one powerbomb. Then Warza could have the sympathy. Hits another powerbomb. Wardle could have the third, fourth movement. Then covers Lethal gets the pin. So the winners of the match were Warlow and TR. What's your thoughts on this match? And I mean, after the match, the RH TV champion Samoa Joe charges the ring. He takes out Singh, throws Dunn into the ring with Warlow and TR. Dax Harwood's daughter runs to the ring. She breaks Dunn's pencil, pencil and Harwood punches in the face. His daughter makes a pin with her foot and, make, and the ref makes a three count. What's your thoughts on the match? Yeah, so this is a, this was a chills match. Jay Lethal, the Motor City Machine Guns, and... Uh... FTR and Wardlow. Um, honestly, I really like FTR and Wardlow usually. Jalisto, I really like as well, usually. The crowd was just wasn't into this match at all throughout this whole match. You could tell the Motor City Machine Guns, you know, when they came out and everybody, when they came out, made their entrances, they were over as fuck. Or they had a crowd reaction at least. But during the match, holy shit, there was no uh, reactions at all. He could tell the Motor City Machine Guns really desperately wanted them to, uh, wanted the crowd to get into this, and it just didn't happen. And, you know, that's all I really got to say with that one. I mean, the right team won, in my opinion. Uh, other than that, you know, I don't have much else to say. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right, we got Powerhouse Haas versus Ricky Starks. Haas takes Starks down, shoves his face into the ring ropes. Starks fights his way out of the corner. Hobbs tossed Ricky out of the ring at the Dodgers' spear. Hobbs starts on top of the turnbuckle, kicks him in the face. Starts hit a DET out of the corner. Hobbs hit a backdrop, but Ricky lands his feet. Fortunately, he runs into his father. Hobbs covers and gets a three count. The winner of the match is Paul Hobbs. Hobbs, Hobbs, what's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, so um, this was a really quick match, quicker than what I thought it was going to be. It's essentially a elongated uh, squash match. You squashed Ricky Starks. And, you know, kind of exemplified how powerful Powerhouse Hobbs is. There was no involvement of the factory. Um, so it was kind of, it was kind of surprising, you know, but uh, I don't think this is the end of this feud. I think it's going to continue into Grand Slams. And perhaps even full gear, but I think for Grand Slam for sure. So I I, I would like to see a, a longer match between these two. Yeah, pretty good. All right, we got the the AEW Tag Team Champions Swerving on Glory versus the Acclaim. You, this 
the Swerve Dragon got the victory over the Acclaim. After the match, Billy Gunn found himself in the ring with a chance. Lee offers the scissors to Gunn and Acclaim in the show respect. What's your thoughts on the match? What match was this again? Huh? What match was this? It was the Acclaim versus Swerve and the Glory for the AEW World Tag Team Champions. Yes, yes. So this one was a surprising one because we going in, nobody thought that this was going to be the the, you know, some people's match of the night, but it ended up being that match of the night, you know. And the only thing I really got to say, because I really didn't pay attention to what was going on in the match, I was really just marveling on the fan reactions, how freaking over the claims were in this match. You know, in the beginning, you know, people were, you know, uh, people were uh, were kind of cheering for for who were they cheering for? Swerving their glory, you know? And they also cheering the claim. They're like, um, and they always get kind of cheered or whatever. But by the end of the day, they were cheering the claim like with their lungs and everything. And at the end of the day, the Swerving their glory were the ones that were getting freaking booed to hell, you understand? And, you know, there was a point in this match. I'm not an acclaimed guy. I, if you, you know, if you were to, to tell me, are you do you like the claim? I would tell you no, as a matter of fact. Uh, but I, I mean, I would have had the claim win in this one. There was two instances where the reactions were freaking massive, where the people were just going roar. They were roaring for freaking the claims, and they were near falls. And I understand you got you gotta have some near falls to add some intrigue. But at that point, the 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 level. Of you know reactions that where they were getting holy shit, bro! You had to put the titles on them or had them get them wins, you know because holy shit, bro! This this was special. This was, I've been to a, a few AW uh, shows and this was this was holy shit. This is level like holy shit levels. You understand? Like this was good, and you know at the end of the day they did two near falls like that, two massive near falls, and then at the end uh, serving our glory. Got the third one and actually, you know, pinned them three, three for three seconds, and they got booed out of the building. Holy shit, those boos are loud too. So I think, uh, I think there's some, there's a lot of money with uh, swerving our glory and the claim. Then I think the claims need to be the next champions. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right, we got Tony Storm versus Hater versus Sheeta versus Britt Baker for the AEW Interim Women's Champion. Tony Storm won the match when she when she it's like when Hater like all right here's and when when Storm hits the zero Storm zero Baker steals the cover but Hater kicks out Storm with a DT Baker Hater Storm's cover gets a three count so it was the winner and new Interim AEW Women's Champion Tony Storm. What's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, so the only thoughts I really have out of this match is that uh, it was kind of interesting. I, I know, I mean, I I kind of predicted that some type of issue between Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter was going to happen here. I didn't think Tony Storm was going to win. That was kind of surprising to me uh, that Tony Storm was, uh, were to win. But uh, the fact that Britt Baker was the one who pulled Jamie Hayter out of, out of the pin after probably or before probably going on to win this match, kind of you know sets up a pretty interesting feud against the two, which we kind of predicted since the beginning of the, their kind of alliance. 
And I, I think that's interesting. So this is good for women's wrestling and AW in general. So I think this is good. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. All right, we got Christian Cage versus Jungle Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Apparently, when before Jungle Boy was going to reach to the ring, Duchasaurus attacked Jungle Boy and choke slammed him off the stage at the steel grate. Then Duchasaurus cleared uh, the medical person and dragged Jamie to the ring. Then he power bombs Jack through a ringside table as Cage barks ogre orders. Perry pulls himself up in the ring, brow rings. Then Christian hits spear. JB kicks out. Cage hit the kill switch, but Perry can kick out his pin. Christian got the three count. Christian Kane wins. What's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, this was a surprising one, too. I mean, the fact that Luchasaurus turned on Jungle Boy wasn't surprising. Just the way that it happened and how it was constructed was surprising. Obviously, uh, Luchasaurus went after Jungle Boy and turned on him in the beginning of the match. Slammed him onto, I think that was like the pyro shit. Um, and then threw him into the ring. And, you know, basically, uh, this was even more of a jump. This is if Ricky Stice against Powerhouse Hobbs was a uh, elongated uh, Jabber's match, this was a freaking Jabber's match, just the Jabber's match. Because this really was just like, what, two moves? And that's it. Um, yeah, so I think a lot of these matches are going to, you know, continue on to Grand Slam. So. Uh, this was one of them as well, and I believe uh, Jungle Boy needs to go get his revenge. Mm-hmm. And oh, now maybe maybe uh, Christian Cage and Jungle Boy do need a a match, and maybe that's gonna be on a Dynamite, not on Grand Slam. But I think the big match is really Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy, and you could do a because before um, before Jungle Boy was slammed uh, by Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy kind of grabbed that to his mask. So I say you do a mask versus hair match at Grand Slam, you know, and put those things on the jeopardy on the line. And, you know, Jungle Boy could lose to Jungle, or, I mean, he could beat Luchasaurus, and Luchasaurus could take off that mask and be someone completely different, you know, and be an actual human being. And be a little uh, legitimate now because this dude is a good wrestler. Just the fact that he's a dinosaur is what's holding him back. And if he takes off that mask, everything's resolved, I think, or at least for now. So that's what I think should happen. That's me just fantasy booking. And I'm, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying that's how I would do it. Yeah, understood. All right, we got Lionheart Jericho versus Danielson. The match ended when Jericho hit the low blow and, and hits down with the with it. With a juice effect, but a three count. And then after the match, Garcia watched the backstage. Doesn't look happy while the with the lesser JS is already with their leader. What's your thoughts on that match? My thoughts are the same thoughts that uh, the people in the crowd thought about it. Uh, they didn't really care. But they were just uh, waiting for the main events. And that's just, uh, honestly, um, the crowd was silent. I'm going to be honest, I was falling asleep uh, in the crowd. Uh, I had to get up and get some, 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 some something to drink because uh, I was really falling asleep. I wanted to be uh, fully awake and attentive to the main event. This match, I wasn't paying attention to it, but I'm sure it was great. And, you know, what I said in the preview is what happened. Chris Jericho went all out in the professional wrestling and, 
you know, ended up getting the win because of PN Sports Entertainment beats professional wrestling in this story. Um, and he won with cheating, which is technically a sports statement, but uh, uh, he won and he beat Brian Danielson. So, yeah, that's what I got to say about that. All right, we got, we got, let's see, Hasta Black versus Miro, Sting, and Darby Allen. All right, Miro, Sting, and Darby Allen won the match when Sting spits Black Mist, Black Mist in Malachi's face. Allen hits the, runs in, makes a pin of three count. That's how Miro, Sting, and Darby Allen won the match. But after that, apparently, apparently Malachi Blackfoot is going to take this match because of his mental health. And and that's basically what's your thoughts on this match and, and thoughts on Malachi Black's mental health. Is that what's going to, is that what's reported? Is that uh, that he's going to take time off or is it just that he's going to be granted his release? No, he's gonna get time, he's gonna get time off because Tonkat's not gonna grant him his release. He's just simply gonna give him time off for his mental health. So that goodbye, because I was there. So what happened? I saw, you know, he he was waving goodbye. He was thanking the crowd. the The House of Black got in a huddle and hugged each other. That seemed more like a goodbye rather than a see you later. If I had to guess, and this is what I did guess with my brother, I, I did tell him, I mean, that looked like a goodbye. That looked like he's going to leave AW. That's what I thought was going to happen. I don't know that for a fact. But I'm just telling you what what uh, it seemed to me like. And it makes more sense, too, because they put a promo up in the screen while that was happening to distract, you know, the people from what was going on on the on the live, you know, on, you know, in the stage, you know, rather than uh, paying attention to the stage, they would be paying attention up to the screen, which is kind of stupid, but, you know, Malachi Black, I think, is on the way out, and it would make sense, I mean, for mental health or whatever, but also, like, to be with his wife, who's Selena Vega, you know, so, I don't know, I'm just making stuff up, but, uh, uh, I think he's on the way out. Yeah, it's your opinion. I understand. All right. We got Shavant getting away with Garcia. Jerk cuts him off. He want to know why he wasn't a celebration. He let him down by cheating. Next week, when Garcia takes on Willie Utah for the ROH pure title, the jerk will appreciate side. will be there back him up. He will win, but he will do it alone. So, what's your thoughts on the backstage with Shavant, Garcia, and Jericho and the JS? Yeah, like uh, that's what I was uh, talking about. That's the uh, promo that was going on while Malachi Black was uh, saying goodbye. So I didn't really pay attention to that promo. I'm sure there's going to be some implications on Dynamite with Daniel Garcia and, and Chris Jericho. Maybe there's a match between the two at Grand Slam or somewhere and Rampage Grand Slam or something. But uh, yeah, something's going to happen there. I was just too uh, focused on Malachi Black uh, waving goodbye and, and kind of in tears, in tears, and you know, kind of, you know, hugging his House of Black teammates uh, one final time. All right, here's the main event: CM Punk versus John Moxley for the AJ World Championship. This was a big brawl. CM Punk blade. John Moxley was rough, tough. He was working on Punk's leg. CM Punk fought back, tried, tried everything he could. Punk managed to hit the 
Punk managed to pick up Moxley, hit the GTS. Punk couldn't get the pin after dropped to his knees. Then Punk hit the GTS again and covered the three count. So that was the match. Then, after the match, the area went dark. A voice hit up on Tony Khan and JF played, revealing Khan asked Mox to return and be in the casino ladder match. JF then revealing on video walked out on stage. Punk held his title aloft in the ring while MJF flipped out the crowd. So, what's your thoughts on the main event? Like, and what's your thoughts on NJF's return? And yeah. what's your thoughts on NJF and Tony Khan's deal? Yeah, so I would like to say I've been at AW Revolution 2020. That was uh, the main event for that show, as anybody, everybody knows. Was Chris Jericho versus John Moxley for the AW World Championship? It also contained one of the best tag team matches. I also had Cody Rose and Jeff, a very hot feud. I was also at uh, CM Punk's return uh, at the Rampage. I was also at, you know, Brian Danielson's and Adam Cole's return last year and all out. Um, I was at all these matches, great matches. This was the first match where everybody was standing up for the whole entire match. This was usually people stand up for their entrances. Yeah, usually people, you know, if they're excited for these uh, competitors to come and see them, people stand up, you know. In this match, they stood up for uh, CM Punk first, obviously. CM Punk came up first, then John Moxley. And then the match started and they stood, uh, they stayed standing up. And that's kind of special for me. I think this was one of the most special matches I've seen live. Um, uh, you said brawl. Yes, it did develop into a brawl eventually, but I thought this was a professional wrestling match. I thought, you know, this was probably the... No, this is not even probably. This is John Moxley's best match I've ever seen. Um, CM Punk is a great wrestler as well. Um, I, I really I really thought that, you know... Um, Having CM Punk, you know, hit the go to sleep kind of early, kind of like, uh, it got me, you know, like I thought the match was over after he did hit the first go to sleep and then kind of worked after that, you know, trying to tease that, man, uh, that, you know, move or whatever. And eventually, you know, CM Punk won. I, I thought this was a great match. Um, Everything was kind of boring until this point, and I was fucking into it. I was chanting, I was everything, and everybody was chanting along with me. Very split crowd, and that's interesting because we were we were in Chicago, Houston Estates, as a matter of fact, but it's still kind of Chicago. But uh, yeah, I thought uh, this was a great match. And in terms of the post match, yeah, so uh, the lights went off. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know expecting the lights to go off but they did go off and I was like holy shit this is MGF it has to be MGF it was the, the only person that could come out is MGF and it was MGF uh, well, it was the Joker taking off his mask and it was MGF and then uh, he came out and you know obviously I guess that sets up something uh, world title match for Grand Slam where I think MGF has to win but that's now yeah, we'll get there when we get there, you know. But um, you asked me what I think about the deal. I think, you know, MJF gets what he wants, but I don't think it's everything he wants. I think he get he gets what uh, 
Um, he he didn't need to extend it. I think, I guess the crucial part here is that uh, he doesn't have to extend his contract. Um, Tony Khan is going to give him the money that he wants. I think that's what he, he said. And he doesn't have to extend his contract past 2024. So now, MJF is happy until 2024. But who knows what happens at 2024. And now, you know, during that negotiation period, there's a potential that he could say, I'm a former AW World Champion. And I think it's going to happen. So that's what I think about this main event, which was a great main event. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. That's about it. Thank, thank you all to Augusta Ali Podcast. is like Eating All Out and Clash of the Castle Review. We'll see you all Saturday for Augusta Ali Podcast. All right. See ya. All right. See ya.